Welcome to Detention, or this week for the news and politics section, we have joining us Ron DeSantis again, DUI Kimmy, the FDA, and then a governor within our wonderful country, the United States. Mm-hmm. All right. So starting off here, Cody, what do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? Felipe Flop. You're right. It is Felipe yeah. Flop. <laughs> I don't know if we've done that one or not. No, I've just heard it before. Have you? Okay. Well, that makes it two this week that you've heard, and you've gotten one of them. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm just getting lazy with mine or if they're just becoming too mainstream. I don't think you're going to get Fridays, though. Probably not. Probably not. That one, I think, is going to be a good one. All right. So starting off with our first news story this week, uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, DUI Kimmy could be teaming up to be one of the worst um uh what's it not duo what is it tickets for politics call it ticket uh because you want to throw them away but yeah so apparently republican presidential candidate for and governor uh ron desantis said on this couple weeks ago when he was visiting iowa for his tour uh, that he is apparently considering iowa governor kimmy reynolds as a potential running mate uh, should he win the 2024 Republican presidential nomination? He said, quote, of course, I mean, or of course, I mean, she's one of the top public servants in America. And I guarantee it's only because she like wants to suck his dick. Right. Like she literally just grabs his pocket and follows everything he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause literally, I mean, he puts up in his state, you know, the cesspool and swamp of Florida, uh, a certain bill that he wants passed, and then you know within the next couple weeks to a month or so, something very similar is going to come into the state of Iowa. Maybe not as radical, but definitely in line with something that she feels could get at least passed within our state, right? So it's it just seems like she is purposely, and I mean, she did the same shit for Trump, so it's not like she's in any way you know loyal to one person or the next. It's just whoever can... Uh, fix her political fancy the most she goes in line with uh desantis noted that he and reynolds banter over their similar records and the playful rivalry between the two states didn't realize that we were in a rivalry with fucking florida Uh, desantis also mentioned how trump has criticized reynolds uh trump had made previous statements on his network true social saying uh that she is responsible for opening up the governorship or that he is responsible for opening the governorship to Reynolds in the first place, because at the time Republican governor, Terry Branstad was our state governor, but then became the U S ambassador to China during the Trump administration. So he is saying I'm responsible for your political career anyway, which to a degree is correct. Cause we've talked about how she's not smart enough to do her own shit. And she definitely doesn't have the qualifications for any of this shit. So, I mean, he's kind of right there. Uh, in that statement, Trump said, quote, I opened the governor position for Kim Reynolds, and when she fell behind, I endorsed her, uh, did big rallies, and she won. Now she wants to remain neutral. I don't invite I don't invite her to events. DeSantis down 45 points, is what he said in his statement. Uh, she has apparently also been suggested as a potential running mate for other Republican candidates as well. So... Yeah, who knows? You know why? Hmm. Because she just follows whatever people want to do. Exactly. She's a party hack. 
I mean, in major politics, a lot of people are generally anyway. Uh, I know she's made statements kind of about it, saying that she doesn't really seem to have an interest to be um, a VP at this time. However, I don't think, I don't see how you not take that opportunity. That's something that is like for your career in politics is huge. Um, I do think that she's only saying that because she knows DeSantis won't be the Republican nomination next year and that Trump likely will be. So she probably wants to stay as neutral as she can. That way Trump has at least some reason to potentially ask her if she wants to be his running mate. I mean, that all hinders on this trial with Trump, honestly. True, it, it does. And I think that's maybe why she's kind of tiptoeing around the issue of like, well, the guy that I ha- I know has the best chance of doing it is potentially not going to be able to. And the guy that is in second place is so severely behind, I don't think that's a viable option either. So obviously she has, you know, her team looking into this shit. But I just think it's, it's funny. You know, someone who just keeps failing upward and... You know, you know what? Actually, it's probably for the best because if she's VP, she for sure doesn't get to drive herself anywhere, which means she can drink all the fuck she wants and not have to cause any type of, you know, uh, problems with being pulled over by the police. So our tax dollars might actually go to good use in that instance. And she won't be governing more. Yeah, true. Yeah, which opens up the door to who could be governor in the state. Probably another Republican. But apparently the state auditor, I heard this recently, uh, the state auditor of Iowa, I can't remember his name, who recently just had his uh, power revoked by the governor, was asked before his power was revoked if he would be interested in running as an opposition to Kim Reynolds uh, as a Democrat. And he said no. He thinks he can do better good in the position that he was in. But since after having his power stripped, uh, maybe hinting at having it more influence as wanting to be run against her if she were to be which I think would be great because fuck Kim Reynolds. <laughs> All right. Next story, uh, Biden's $20 billion energy plan has uh, been at least announced going into uh, the next, hopefully his next term. Uh, but Biden administration announced a couple weeks ago that a $20 billion investment to help finance clean energy projects in the future which focuses on installing electric vehicle charging stations, retrofitting homes to make them more energy efficient, and providing communities with battery backup power. Uh, This motivation is for large investment in clean energy and aims to help communities that have faced historic underdevelopment, so specifically targeting low-income and disadvantaged communities, including rural and tribal communities, and those with concerns with environmental justice. Uh, The funding comes from two grant competitors, the National Clean Investment Fund and the Clean Communities Investment Accelerator. Uh, Vice President Harris said these investments will also help families' budgets by improving energy-efficient systems and benefit public health by promoting clean air and water. Yet we still don't have any clean water for Flint, Michigan. And then applications are due for this grant October 12th. So I'm assuming a bunch of different city councils and state governments are applying for these uh, money for these grants uh, with aiming at making the selection for these different grant recipients by March of 2024. 
and then allowing work to start on these projects as early as July of next year. So obviously good things. $20 billion is a huge investment. Um, How much pushback are you going to hear? A lot. A lot. I mean, I think this kind of goes at least because I know the Green New Deal and a lot of these different energy efficient kind of green policies have been failing in Congress. I feel like this is something that they've been working on to try to pass because it seems to be fairly universal. Um, The only things that I'm sure a lot of people are going to have problems with is like what qualifies as low income disadvantaged communities. Mm hmm. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Republicans opposing it because who's going to be determining that? That's not something that is a high priority because if we can't determine what is and why are we spending money on it, they're going to try to do as much as they can to money the waters. But just overall, it seems like a, a, a good thing to have because, you know, they say at least in the next, you know, 15, 20 years, if we don't make systemic changes to how we use energy in not just the country, but in the world, we could have irreparable damage to our environment. I think this is going to at least be a good step forward into that. Agreed. All right. Oh, not governor, mayor faces resignation? Faces pressure for resignation. Okay. So in Minnesota, in Awatana, yeah. Yeah. Awatana, Minnesota. Members of an LGBTQ plus group called Rainbow Watana uh, are calling for a major, not a major, are calling on the mayor of Southern Minnesota City to meet their demands or resign after he asked pastors at a church holding a pride event if they were going to be stripper poles in the sanctuary and posted a public prayer alluding to sin and brokenness at the event. So the mayor, Tom Kuntz, I think that's how you spell say his last name. Uh, and the Awatana Rainbow Awatana organizer Nathan Black said that Kuntz used his elected position to harass and intimidate people involved in the city's Pride celebration on July eighth. The Pride celebration included a service at Associated Church, festivities at a pavilion, and a drag show after party at the Awatana Arts Center. In his public letter. Uh, Black said Kuntz spoke to pastors at the church about two weeks before the service. He said that the mayor appeared to be upset and asked several, quote, bizarre questions, including whether there would be stripper poles in the sanctuary. Black said he wasn't concerned about the mayor's behavior until later when he found out uh, last month Kuntz posted a prayer he wrote on social media. In the prayer, uh, Kuntz asked for wisdom in the face of upcoming public events, quote, where sin and brokenness will be celebrated and where sexually explicit acts will be normalized. Kuntz didn't mention a specific event, but called for prayer, quote, until July 8th. Which, weird. Yeah, that's a weird quinky dink. Right. Uh, Black initially asked for the mayor's immediate resignation, saying there's no place for homophobic bigotry in city government, which I completely agree with. Um but Black told the Associated Press that members of Rainbow Atana met with Kuntz on Monday, some Monday ago, and planned another meeting later this week where they were asking for an apology that acknowledges the impact of his actions. He went on to say, um, Kuntz said that he did what he thought was the right thing to do and that um, my intent was not to harass or intimidate anyone's. My words were my own, not those of the city. I try, to re- I try every day 
to follow my, in my own faith and beliefs, but I also recognize that other people have their right to follow their own faith and beliefs too. Please accept my apologies. That's so fucked up. Right. <laughs> and you know what? I'll, I'll give some credit where credit's due. I do believe that everyone has their right to their opinion. I don't agree with your opinion, and your opinion can be very dangerous, but you have the right to your opinion. But you also have to understand the position in which you hold. You have certain responsibilities, and you have to be smarter than that. Yeah. Whether or not you think it's it's a bad thing for people to hold pride events, you can't say it as the mayor. Yes. Agreed. You, you can't. And that's why I feel like this this apology, just by looking at it, and I have not seen him, obviously. Seeing someone do an apology as opposed to just reading it off of like an article does have a different impact. But just reading this, I do not think he's genuine. Mm-hmm. That in the slightest, he's like, my intent was not to harass and intimidate uh, anyone. My words are my own, and those are not the city. Okay, true, right? However, you are the mayor, which means you do actually represent the fucking city. Yeah, you are the spokesperson of the city. So... Yeah, I uh, each day I try to follow my own faith and beliefs, but I also recognize that people have the right to own. It's like, what do you mean by that? Right. Yeah, you can have your own personal beliefs, but that's the problem. Is if you're going into a public office like this, and you are intentionally trying to use your own faith and beliefs to do what you want, and which is clearly harmful to specific people within your community, then you should not be running for public office. Well. And going back to this too, these questions that he asked the church first and foremost is it just proves that he's never he doesn't know anything about pride or drag shows. True, it's, nothing. They yeah. they don't have stripper poles, and if they do, they're probably in a strip club. He's pretty ignorant on the fact. Yeah, and again, he's just playing into the uh, popular, well, popular politics of today, where Republicans are just completely out of the loop and just blowing things completely out of proportion of like, Oh, you're gay. That means you must love to like diddle kids. Right. right? I just, I don't get it. Be like, think about it, man. They're going to a church. Do you think the church would let you set up a stripper pool? Probably not. No, it's a very dumb question. It's an ignorant statement. It, it just blows my mind. And then we're sexually explicit explicit acts will be normalized no one's gonna be eating somebody out there no one's gonna be like flashing titties that's not how this works it's literally just dancing yeah those things happen but it's not at a church right like why would it why can't you separate you know the i guess i shouldn't call it a lifestyle but like them as a community right the things that they like to participate in for who they are because that's just who they are right and then a different institution they can remain separate. Well, they don't all have to be within one. If there are sexually explicit acts in drag shows, it's always after hours when kids cannot be at bars. Well, that's what also what we've talked about, too, is like drag shows more traditionally are done in specific areas where kids are not present right. unless they are given because uh, you have to have uh, what's it called? Permits, right, mm-hmm. to do any type of public event. So unless you, like, of some uh, LGBTQ plus community in a town wants to hold a public event, they have to have a permit, and then at that point, you have sp- specific rules you have to follow. They're not going to be showing two guys, you know, eating ass on stage. 
during one of those events because it's not the red light district. That's not, yeah, that's not what's going to happen, right? Also, to put this in mind of like him asking this church if there's going to be stripper poles, right, and him being more worried about that. I want to know what this guy's religious background is because I can guarantee there's higher possibility that any pastor, uh, priest, or whoever that is leading a church for his denomination is more likely diddling a fucking kid in the back. So <laughs> it's like, go there. it's like, come on now. The hypocrisy is just there. And it's, it's so mind-blowing. Continues to blow my mind. My yeah. mind's blown. <laughs> All right. Uh, next story... Uh, going into more just general news, somewhat political, but mostly just general news. The Hollywood Actors Association has also gone on strike. We didn't talk about the writers going on strike because I just decided it wasn't, I guess, a important. important. And I'm not saying that actors are more important than writers in this aspect because guess what? If actors don't have anything to read, then everything's dead. So I do recognize that they're both, you know, fundamentally important but now that you have two specific organizations within that field going on strike working together in this to go against the studio heads i think it becomes a little bit bigger of a story we've had writer strikes in the past and yes they've been big stuff but now this is like the first time since you know fucking reagan was president that both have gone on strike so it's been a long fucking time so the Hollywood Actors uh, Association went on a strike a couple weeks ago after negotiations between their union and the motion picture studios had collapsed. Uh, about 65,000 actors represented by the Screen Actors Guild, America Federation of Television and Radio Artists, had planned walk-off sets. Uh, it is the first industry-wide work stoppage of labor groups since 1980, like I had mentioned. Uh, performers join, join more than 11,000 TV and script writers represented by the Writers Guild of America who went on strike uh, since May. This is the first time that both unions, and I'm correcting myself here, have been on strike since 1960 when Ronald Reagan was the Actors Guild president. So it's been a fucking while. Uh, the Writing Actors Guild president, Fran Drescher, said in a statement, quote, What's happening to us is happening across all forms of work. Studios plead poverty, but they are losing money left and right while giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. They stand on the wrong side of history as this at this very moment. At some point, the jig is up. You cannot keep being marginalized and disrespected and dishonored, she said. Also finishing, quote, at some point... You have to say no, which doing some of this research, I learned, oh, Fran Drescher is the CEO of the actors or not the CEO, but the head of the Actors Guild. I did not know that. Do you know who she is? She was the lead on the show, The Nanny. It was a sitcom in the 90s. It was really big. Um, just didn't realize that she was the actual uh, SAG union leader, which is pretty cool. Um, continuing on at issue in the actors guild negotiations is the use of artificial intelligence in movies and the impact of streaming services on actors, uh, residual pay, uh, which I have a little bit of a different opinion on that anyway, but the union's national executive director, Duncan Crabtree, Ireland listed AI as a major issue during negotiations stating, quote, actors now face an existential existential threat to their livelihoods from the use of AI and generative technology. They propose that our 
background performers should be able to be scanned, get paid for one day's pay, and the company should be able to own that scan, that likeness, for the rest of eternity without consideration. Which uh, sounds horrible. Where if you're an actor, you're literally giving your entire likeness to an AI system that can then place you in anything at any point, and you're not getting paid for that. You're getting paid for one day, and we all know that obviously one day's pay is not going to do shit for your career. Um, residuals or payments that networks make to re-air older movies or shows are another major concern. Um, I've seen a little bit more of that with a lot of streaming services where you know actors who are like on a Netflix show. I think a common one was like different actors who are on Orange is the New Black were having concerns with their residual checks that they were getting was only like 20 some dollars a month or something like that, which for a big show like that, you would think you'd get paid a little bit more. My concern with that is that it's not quite the same way as like TV syndication where a TV network pays for a show, let's say like Seinfeld, which has huge residuals for their actors, but that's because they continuously air them on TV where regardless of people are watching them or not, right? It's being aired. So those actors are being paid. Streaming services is a little bit different in my mind because generally most people will watch a Netflix series or a show and then they're done. They're not going to rewatch it. Right. So I can see why streaming services are paying residuals for actors less because they can look at the data of like, yeah, when this show was first airing, huge numbers. We're going to pay you a lot for that. Now it's three or four years after the fact. No one's rewatching those episodes because it was more of a fad. We're not going to pay you as much. I can kind of see that. It's still shit that they're not getting paid for the work that they did to an extent. But I can see why it's less than like TV stuff. Um, last little bit on this. The Actors Guild represents more than 160,000 screen actors, broadcast journalists, announcers, hosts, and stunt performers. The walkout affects only the union's 65,000 actors from television and film productions. Um, I've seen a lot of big stars like Sean Astin was outside doing a picket line and giving a speech to a bunch of different actors. Um, I saw Daniel Radcliffe was doing a picket line with his baby and his wife which is pretty cool to see. Um, so it's obviously a lot of these actors are feeling slighted. And I, I think rightfully so because, you know, studio productions like Paramount or Disney, Disney's kind of a big one, um, are claiming that they can't pay actors and writers more money, though they are literally making billions of dollars a year at the box office, of course they can pay more for those people. So I, I get it and I, they should get paid more. Going back to my issue with corporate America is why is your bottom line the way it is? And why do you keep raising the bottom line, but keeping everything else the same? Yeah. Like, why do you need that much money? Why aren't you divvying it out to the people who made you that money? Mm -hmm. It's just greed. It's exactly. just it's just flat out greed of like I have made and I think it's almost just like bragging rights. Yeah. Right? The CEO of Disney, I'm forgetting his name, makes X amount of millions or billions of dollars a year, right? And then can say, Oh yeah, I made all this money. 
did all these you know, like world famous renowned movies and shit, only had to pay him a fraction of the total money. And that to me is is disgusting. I don't know how you could look at that and be like, oh yeah, this is a good thing. Right. My issue is with the comment, we can't pay you more. Yes, you can. Obviously, you can. You absolutely can. It's pretty Look clear. Look at your profit margins. Mm-hmm. You can find something in those profit margins that says, we can do it. Yes. It's, it's really easy to look at a budget and say, let's figure it out. Now, am I saying make the budget zero? No, that's really bad. You need collateral. You need assets. You need a lot of things within a budget. Yeah, absolutely. If you're running at a, a zero profit margin, right, then you're not prepared for in case you have a string of five, six, seven years where you're not doing as good mm-hmm. and you're not making your money back. I get that. However, I can guarantee ever since Disney bought Marvel and all the Marvel stuff that's come and out, Fox. and they have made well enough to have a stash of cash to keep them alive if things were to go south for 20 years. Right. If they really needed to. But of course, they're not looking at that. They're looking at their shareholders. They're like, we'll kick back money to them so they can reinvest in our stock and make our company worth more and just keep making ourselves perpetually richer. That's all it is. Yep. All right. Next news story. Uh, the... FDA has approved a over-the-counter tablet for a non-prescription use to prevent pregnancy, so birth control. Uh, the pill is called, I just had it, where did it go? Oh, Opal or Norgestril. Uh, the approval is a major win for medical groups, including the American Medical Association and the American College of uh, Obstetricians and Gynecologists. This is the first daily oral contraceptive approved for the U.S. without a prescription. Uh, Opil is found to be 93% effective in preventing pregnancy with typical use, which is similar to the prescribed uh, birth control that we currently have. It provides an option for consumers to purchase oral contraceptive medicine without a prescription at drugstores, convenience stores, and grocery stores. Uh, For approval for this project... The use of the non-prescription setting, the FDA requires that the applicant demonstrates that the product can be used by consumers safely and effectively, relying only on the non-prescription drug labeling without any assistance from a healthcare professional. According to the FDA, almost half of the 6.1 million pregnancies in the U.S. each year are unintended, and because of these unintended pregnancies, they have been linked to negative maternal and uh Uh, prenatal outcomes, including reduced likelihood of receiving early prenatal care and increased risk of preterm delivery. Uh, No mention of how much the non-prescriptive drug will cost this time. Uh, Concerns of the drug that have been raised, which does kind of bring a little bit of concern to me, uh, is that uh, women who have had breast cancer uh, are more likely at risk with this specific form of birth control, as well as it can cause vaginal bleeding. The FDA committee agreed most women could make their own decisions, however, with these two cases, and that the medication was appropriate for they can choose to use the medication if they feel it's appropriate for their own medical history. So obviously, if you are someone who has had breast cancer, or if you are at higher risk of having vaginal bleeding from this, obviously don't take it. But 
you know, it just makes it easier for women to have a form of controlling their own reproductive health, which is great. Mind blowing. Right? We give the power to them and the world gets better. Oh, weird. It seems just like the right thing to do (laughs) in my mind. I have two quick stories that are kind of on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. So I'll get through them relatively quick. Oh, I don't know when this happened, but a federal appeals court has ruled that a Catholic high school teacher or guidance counselor was, uh, or school was free to fire a guidance counselor for being gay. Oh, yep. And this, this is the thing that blows my mind the most. So the lady's name is Shelly Fitzgerald. She had worked as the counselor at this school for 14 years. Okay, so it's not like it's, uh, you've been working here for a couple years and we just found out you're gay. Right. It was, she has worked for 14 years when school officials discovered she was married to another woman. She was soon fired and both sides agree that it's because of the marriage. So they're not even hiding it. It's, yep, this is why. Okay. And just to go back to my previous statement, even if you were only working there for a few years, I don't think that's right to fire someone Agreed. based on their sexual orientation. But just to give the school a little of, quote, credit of like, oh, I guess since we're a religious institution, we didn't realize that this goes against our, quote, values. We'll take action. But still, right. it's horrible either way. Three-panel judge said on Thursday, whenever this was out, that Fitzgerald was not subject to anti-discrimination protections because of something known as the ministerial exception, which allows religious organizations to fire certain workers if they disagree with their beliefs. The Chicago-based U.S. Court of Appeals of the Seventh Circuit decided the case. That's fucked. Yes. So, I don't... uh, Keep going, because... The guidance counselor argues that her work had nothing to do about religion that her work focused on helping students in college admissions and not directing their spiritual growth. Uh, but the unanimous court noted that Fitzgerald had served on an administrative council at the school that quote participated in at least some religious planning and discussions. Uh, Joseph Davis council at the school, uh, the religious le- or at Beckett, the religious legal firm that represented the school, applauded the opinion saying religious schools exist to pass on the faith of the next generation. And to do that, they need to have the freedom to choose the leaders who are fully committed to the religious mission. He said the precedent keeps piling up. Catholic schools can ask Catholic school teachers and administrators to be fully supportive of Catholic teaching. I agree that you can have a fully committed Catholic there, but I can almost guarantee you. I was thinking about this when I was reading this. You will not find a Bible, a legitimate first time around Bible that says homosexuality is a sin. It has been added in there. And when people want to argue with me about religion and how homosexuality is against the church, no, it's not. It was put in there by someone who didn't like it. And if you want to argue with me at that point, how many different versions of the Bible are there? Exactly. Which one do you read? Because I can guarantee you that's not the same that another denomination reads. Because I might be wrong in this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, and then someone can prove me wrong. I'm fairly certain there's one version of the Quran. How many versions of the Bible are there? Yeah. 20? I I don't know how many there actually are of the Bible. More than five. True, there are more than five. Um, Yeah, I don't know about the Quran. That would be an interesting thing to kind of look up. But you see what I'm saying? How many different versions has the Bible gone through to get to the point that we're at in the one you're reading? Because you have the King James one, you have, King James one is like the most popular, but then you have like 
what what's another version? I could look it up here. Yeah, please. Because the King James was the one that I know is the one that um, I've read uh, for different classes. Yep. So you have the standard English version, right? King James version, the New English Bible, the New International version, the New King James Bible, the living, the New Living Translation, the New Revised Standard Revision, the Revised English Bible, and there's there's more to go on from that. Okay. But so that was what seven. Uh, Ish. That's eight. Eight. My point, you cannot seriously sit here and tell me that you know what God intended because of the amount of different versions of the Bible there is. On top of that, I cannot remember what it's called, but the point when all of those Christians came together to create the Bible and they left out this book and that book and this book and that book. Oh, yeah. It's not the original version. No. You don't know what God intended. True. You know what aristocrats in the 1600s wanted. Because there are other stories within, like, the different Gospels, and, uh, like, they specifically chose, like, oh, we're going to use the uh, writings of Luke and Paul and those specific actual disciples, as opposed to, oh, these other people that, oh, yeah, they technically were somewhat influential, just not what we want to read. Exactly. So, yeah, it is, again, for most things... Religion is horseshit. So looking at this, yeah. And my biggest question for how, when you first started reading this, is we have, you know, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 for a reason. And it specifically states that, you know, employment cannot be solely based on sexual orientation. This clearly violates that. Now, I also recognize that we do have freedom of religion in this country, but again, going to that, freedom of religion is for you not to be able to be persecuted for your religious beliefs, not then use that to then you know specifically target other groups of people, right? So I do not see how this district court ruled in favor of the school, specifically saying, oh yeah, no, it's okay, because the school has a right to then teach whatever it wants and fall in line with however that religion practices itself. I don't get that. This ministerial exception is crap. Because you are still violating someone's right to employment based on sexual orientation, which the U.S. government specifically created a law saying you cannot do. So I don't see how this trumps that. Yeah. In the same breath, a different story. This one kind of is nicer in a way. In California school, school board was rejected in LGBTQIA plus figure in the social studies curriculum. They changed their mind after a $1.5 million threat. Hmm. So here's what happened. So the school district that rejected the state's social studies curriculum over the inclusion of an LGBTQ plus leader reversed its decision at, after... Go- Governor Gavin Newsom threatened the district with a $1.5 million fine. I think I did see this. Yeah. So the person in question that was included was Harvey Milk, the first openly gay man elected to the public office in the state. Board members were focused on allegations that Milk was a pedophile related to the romantic relationship with Jack McKinley, which began when McKinley was 16 years old. So I can understand that. But it's weird that it's the first LGBTQ person okay we also talk about thomas jefferson he raped his slaves so continue on with how (laughs) this is somehow worse than that 
Right. <laughs> um, Newsom said in a video statement that the state would purchase the social studies books that the school district rejected for the parents in the district. Um, looking at his tweets, it said the school board rejected the textbook that it mentioned Harvey Milk. California stepping in. We're going to purchase the book for the students, the same one that hundreds of thousands of kids are already using. And then he went on to say, let me see, if the extremist school board members won't do their jobs, we will, and fine them for their incompetence. Continuing, said that the state would deliver the bill along with a $1.5 million fine to the school board for its decisions to willfully violate the law. After the board reversed its decision on Friday, Newsom said that the students will now have the materials to needed to learn and that the board will have to quote or have a quote civil rights investigation to answer for. Yeah. So yes, obviously, uh, pedophilia is bad. Um, we're not saying that that is good, but you also can't say in the same breath that we're going to specifically exclude this part of history because we don't agree with just the overall act of homosexuality. Mm hmm. But also include, you know, history of like, oh, yeah, our founding fathers were super great people, when in reality they were kind of trashy humans, right? Just on a different continent. Yeah, Newsom said one more thing in the statement that I forgot to read, and it's super important. It says, this debate in uh, Temecula, which is where it's at, is not about local control. It is about a national ideology our ideological crusade that remains hellbent on silencing diverse communities and erasing our history. Yes. Which is very valid. Mm -hmm. So yeah, obviously don't exclude history cause you don't like it. It's there to learn from and it's there just to know. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it is important that he was the first openly gay elected public official in California. It is. And to be honest, that is remarkable. It happened in the seventies. He was murdered for it. But it should not mean that, oh, because he did have a, you know, less than savory past of having a relation with an underage minor, that does not exclude it to be taught, I would say. Some things outweigh others. But if we're going to be true about history, then we do need to be true about Thomas Jefferson. So let's keep all facts straight. <laughs> Uh, last little bit of news before going into surprise topics. Uh, this is the shitty part. DUI Kimmy, again, oh, signed a new abortion bill into law a couple weeks ago that bans abortion after six weeks. So she is continuing to pursue um, this six-week heartbeat bill that she tried a few years back that was recently not upheld by the Iowa Supreme Court that we, we reported on. So very similar to the previous bill. Uh, lawmakers held a special session uh, with the sole purpose of passing this legislation. So these uh, state legislators were not in Des Moines for their session. She called a special session for this to happen. So that's a little bit fucked up. Uh, she's using taxpayer dollars there to just get her will through state legislation. Reynolds said in a statement, quote, We have a responsibility not only to protect the unborn in law, but to change the destructive nature of abortion that still exists in post-Roe world. Even with the federal heartbeat bill, the fight continues for a robust culture of life that welcomes children, supports mothers, and involves fathers. As a pro-life governor, I will continue to promote policies designed, or, yeah, designed to surround every person involved in pregnancy with protection, love, and support until they are born, and then they're of, of working age at age 12 to work in a meatpacking plant. 
I added that last bit, but we all know, obviously, she doesn't care about fucking children in life. Because if she did, why would she lower the working age and then specific facilities where they can work at? Right? So it's, again, all horseshit. The bill would limit abortion after cardiac activity can be detected. Uh, these are There are exceptions, though, for this, for rape, incest, as long as they were reported to law enforcement or a health uh, agency within 45 days for rape specifically, and within 145 days for incest, which we all know those don't get reported that often. They're m- largely unreported because a lot of people don't, it's, it's a go. traumatic experience. It's to a go very through. traumatic process, and they just do not see the uh, hassle of it being needed for them. Well, when you look at the statistics, most of the time they don't come to either trial or yeah. a positive conclusion. Yes, exactly. Justice is not served in those instances. Yes. Um, as well as medical emergencies, such as if the fetus is in fatal abnormality, uh, incompatible with life. Or if the pregnancy is endangering the life of the pregnant woman. So at least that's some concession there. But again, I doubt a lot of that's going to have any positive impact. However, an Iowa judge did state that they will consider a request to postpone the state's new ban on most abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. The legal challenge was filed uh, within the last couple of weeks by the ACLU of Iowa, Planned Parenthood, North Central States, and the Emma Goldman Clinic all joined together to postpone this so it can, again, hopefully go to the Iowa Supreme Court. So, again, it's not 100%, but it does seem like she is just continuing to hammer down on fuck women's rights. We want to force you to have kids. And then make them work when they're of age to spell their name <laughs> all right surprise topics you or me um i just read it. unless you have you go first mine's really short Same i here. called it loud sentence okay it's really fucked up so tiara young allen who was on vacation with a friend in dubai was arrested her mom tells fox 26 that the houston woman and her friend were in an accident while in the friend's rental car in dubai When she went to go pick up her belongings from the car, she found out that she could only retrieve those items if she paid an undisclosed amount of money. She dealt with a very aggressive individual, a young man who was there screaming at her, and ultimately, she yelled back, but then found herself arrested and charged with screaming in public. Okay. Alan uh, now has been detained in the United Arab Emirates, or UAE, for two months. Her passport has been seized. And she's facing prison time. She's in jail for the one reason and one reason alone. She raised her voice in a country, a female that is not allowed to raise her voice. If she raises her voice, it's punishable by a jail time, which was a quote from community activist Quanal X. And he says that they have a strict system that is really based on theocracy. Oh, no, the, yeah, 100% is. Yeah. I would not want to travel to really any of those major uh, Middle Eastern countries. Uh Simply because of just in any slight, I don't know, since I am not well versed in the different customs and things that they have in their culture over there, which I don't necessarily agree with for a lot of cases, I'm extremely at risk. And even if I were to bring my fiance, which I would, she would never want to fucking go there either of like, if something does happen, we're fucked. Like, and there's no way of getting out of it. 
So, yeah, it's it's shitty. I would not recommend a lot of people to travel to those parts of the world just because it's not the type of world that you want to be. And they hate Americans. Huh? A lot of them hate Americans. Yeah, right. They have a lot of anti-American and sentiment. Is it wrong for them to? No, I think we've given a lot of reason to. Mm-hmm. It's just a horrible combination of a very uh, theocratic-controlled society mm-hmm. as well as anti-American sentiment. Not a good combination. Uh, my surprise topic, I titled Prepper's Dream Home, so it's pretty short. There wasn't a whole lot of information on this. But Andrew Flair, who is a YouTube influencer, bought a former nuclear silo for $550,000 in 2022 and has spent uh, the last month and a half transforming it into an underground home. So he added a full kitchen, a three-fourths bath to the bunker, as well as luxury vinyl plank flooring, a movie theater screen, a popcorn machine, and a foosball table. Which, like the foosball table is going to make me want to buy the fucking thing even more. I don't know. Uh, He says, quote, there's an opportunity to own a piece of Cold War military history and the ultimate survivalist retreat, weekend escape, or perhaps an Airbnb. The real estate company in charge of listings said that they have already received multiple calls about the property, and the the home is now being listed for $750,000. Which, again, I don't know how much money he would have put into renovations, but that's a pretty good uh, return on your investment of $200,000. But whatever. I think it would be cool to tour one. I don't want to live in one. Seems like more of a hassle to kind of, you know, get in and out of the fucking place than it needs to be. But, all right, that wraps up this week's episode of Politics and News for the Detention Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please spread the word and encourage others to listen as well. You can follow us on Twitter at DetentionPod1, or you can send us an email at DetentionPodcast1 at gmail.com. You can listen to the Detention Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And with that, your detention has been served. We will see you again next week.